Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today we're going to continue the discussion on growing your territory. How do you structure your organization to scale it, to grow it? In the first podcast, I talked about step number one is to assess what you have. Assess your territory, assess the people you have working in your territory. Give yourself 90 days. Really take time to spend some time in the region, in the territory, trying to really understand what assets you have. For example, do ride-alongs. Go with the salesmen to see, or saleswomen to see the actual customers. See what they're doing. See how they present. You know, really look at, are they outcome-driven? In other words, when they go into the meeting, are they prepared and know what the outcome of that meeting should be? In other words, is it to get a field trial? Is it to close the deal? Are they outcome-driven? Once you do the assessment, step two was to make the adjustments. That is, you're going to keep some people, you're going to fire some people, and then some people you need to work with. We call that good clay, bad clay, and questionable clay. Good clay we keep, bad clay we fire, questionable clay we give them a plan to make them successful. Step number three, restructure the territory and the compensation plans. Make sure everybody understands what their territory is, what they're responsible for, and what quota is assigned per territory. Now, once you've done this, now it's time to really look, zoom in on one of these territories, for example, and I'm going to use Brazil. Brazil is a great example. Zoom into Brazil. And then within Brazil, that territory, we now, step number four, have to define the verticals in that market. By vertical, I mean market segments. For example, we sold telecommunications equipment. So we had cable TV companies. We have fixed telephone line companies, you know, those things on the wall that we hardly ever use anymore. Then we had wireless companies. We had satellite companies. We had internet service provider companies. So these were, let's say, you know, five verticals in the market. Well, my resources were limited. I didn't have a lot of salespeople. So now I first had to segment the market, in this case, into five verticals, cable TV, fixed line telephone, wireless, satellite, and internet service providers. I then decided, kind of a cross-matrix deal here, for cable TVs, let's say within Brazil, I said, you know what, we're going to do direct sales. In other words, I'm going to use my salespeople to sell directly to the cable TV companies. When I looked at the telephone fixed line vertical, I also made a decision, again, and I worked with the territory manager on this, that we will also use a direct sales force. When we got to the wireless side of the business, the vertical, we thought a better approach would be to sell through value-added resellers. Now, a value-added reseller is a company, basically, that takes different products, puts them all together, and then sells it as a full package. That's where the value-added comes in. The value-add is in the packaging of the actual system. We sold a part of the system. Sometimes companies wanted to buy the complete system. So selling into the wireless vertical, we said, you know what? Let's use companies like value-added resellers. And what we did is we found great ones. We qualified them, we certified them, we trained them, and they now sold on our behalf. When we went to the satellite companies, we thought that would be better to go through a distributor. A local distributor is basically someone who stocks components or systems or boxes in their warehouse and Companies can go directly and buy from them. A lot of satellite business we had was, uh, I'll call easy, simple sales, just buy the box off the shelf. I didn't want my salespeople dedicating their time to that. Those are easy sales. Let's push those through distributors. And then we did the same thing for internet service providers, push them through distributors. So look at what I've done here. First of all, 
I made my markets vertical. I had five verticals within the Brazilian market, cable TV, fixed line telephone, wireless, satellite, internet service provider. The next step was to assign them to decide what channel, that's key here, listen to that phrase, what channel I was gonna use to sell. In other words, direct sales, my salespeople going directly to see the customer is a channel, or I can use a value-added reseller. These are companies in the region already who put together larger systems and work with a lot of these companies. So that was another channel. I then decided to use distributors. These are people who stock components, systems, boxes, whatever it may be. And so companies can buy directly for them. Why? Because again, I didn't want my salespeople spending time on what I call low-hanging fruit or easy sales. So by first creating verticals, you know what market segments exist. Then, as a manager, you have to decide what channels are more effective. Now, here's the interesting part, is that when you go direct sales, your transaction cost is going to be high because you have to pay for that salesperson, you have to pay for their time, you have to pay for all the overhead associated with an employee. At the other extreme, when you use a distributor, your transaction costs go down because all they want is a small commission off whatever they sell. So depending on the channel you use will also determine your profit margin, your transaction cost. Something to keep in mind. Okay, let me pause here. Let me go through the five steps again. One, assess. Two, make the adjustments. Get rid of people you don't need. Love the people you have that are doing well. Put others on plans to make sure they succeed. Step number three, restructure the territory. Draw the lines and then adjust the compensation plans. Step number four, create verticals within a specific market. I use Brazil as an example, and within that market, I said I want cable TV operators, telephone companies, wireless, satellite, internet service providers, five different verticals. Now, how do I go after the five different verticals? Here's where I determine what channels to use. Again, I use direct sales to go after cable TV and fixed line telephone. But then I said, you know what? I'm gonna use value added resellers to go after, let's say wireless or satellite TVs. And then I would use distributors to go after the internet service providers. Now this is key, you have to do this. This has to be part of your plan because sometimes your resources, if you're a business owner, you're a B2B business owner or a large company, you can only go after so much market. So the best way to really solve that problem, to get the coverage, that's a key phrase here, to get the coverage in the territory that you want if you don't have enough salespeople, then it's time to begin relationships with distributors, value-added resellers. Uh, you can hire contractors. These are people who are hired guns who will sell your product for a commission only. Or you can decide to maybe sell the stuff online or even use what we call OEMs, other equipment manufacturers. In other words, companies can take your equipment, put their name on it, and sell it under their banner. Some people call this white labeling, same thing. So there are different ways that you can actually go to market. But again, the key part here is that depending on the channel of selling that you choose will also impact your transaction cost. In other words, your cost of selling. Now, if you've done all this, if you've assessed the territory, you made the adjustments, you restructured the territory and the compensation plans to make sure that they're motivated to sell within their territory, you then segment the market by creating verticals. You now know what channels you're gonna to use to sell. Now it's time to go sell. So let's go back to the original example of cable TV and telephone companies. We wanna use our direct sales force. In other words, sell directly, 
because when you sell directly, you have more control over the sales process. When you use a value-added reseller or a distributor, you don't have that much control. So what I did is I focused my direct sales team on what I call the high leverage activities or the high leverage companies. In other words, the companies that I knew had the biggest return on investment. That's how I structured this. If you've done this up to this point, then the next step is to really get your sales team to sell. And this is where you selling on value, positioning your product, getting in there, doing the presentation to the right people, that's where the rubber meets the road. So I'm going to stop right here, and then we're going to go to part three of this podcast, where I'm going to get into the detail of now that you know who you're talking to, now that you have the customer segment, now that you have the markets you're going after, now your salesperson is walking in to meet with this company, what do you do? And that's what we'll talk about in part three of this podcast. So that's it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. As always, I would greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my sales training website, SeminarsOnSelling.com, where you'll find great training videos for you, your team, to help you grow your business and make more what? More money. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you... Selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.